What happens at laser tag never stays at laser tag. Laser. Laser unfocused tag talk. Laser unfocused tag talk. I feel like you could be like in Ghostbusters or something. Like oh my god, you have got some stories. Let's talk about laser tag. Who knew you were a laser tag legend? Time to get laser unfocused. Tag talk with Tivia. Welcome to Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Hi, I'm Tivia. Players who love laser tag for the long haul sometimes have to roll with the punches, from locations that change systems to losing your home site, and yet still persevere to pick up another phaser and just keep tagging as we learn from one laser tag player who has experienced all of the above. I'd like to welcome Lucian Montagna to join me for some laser unfocused tag talk. Hey, Lucian. Hey, how are you? Doing well. How's everything going on your end? Oh, everything's going good. Just been traveling a lot for work, but uh, and then my sister's wedding. But uh, feels good to be back and actually relaxing for once. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, I'm glad to have an opportunity to chat laser tag with you. Um, I always kind of think of you as Mister Laser Quest because of your enthusiasm for the system and all things laser tag. So I'd love to start out by just kind of getting a feel for your background and where it all started for you. Um, how long have you been playing laser tag, and where did it all begin? Ooh, laser tag. Ooh, okay. Uh, it started actually for me when I was a little kid, like five, six years old. We had a photon in Virginia Beach. That's where it started. It wasn't like I was not competitive or anything. I really wasn't good at photon. Uh, it was just my first, um, I guess, exposure to laser tag. Then when I got into my teenage years, uh, we ha we went out to Virginia Beach and played UltraZone. So I played UltraZone for a few years, really loved it. Went to members nights and everything had a blast and then um i stopped playing because i i grew up i grew up playing a lot of sports i played hockey i played soccer volleyball i kicked in football i did you know everything and uh one night when i was in high school i just had this right hey, let's go play ultra zone go to play ultra zone it's not ultra zone anymore it's laser quest they changed in october i was like oh that's cool <laughs> and uh played that night bought a membership that night um, started going to their um, members nights they had because they had a members night literally two weeks after I got a membership and uh, the rest was history. Very nice. What year was that? Uh, so that was 2001 because uh, October 2000 is when it became when our Ultra Zone became a laser quest. And so that was either January or February of 2001. It was right at the beginning of the year. And after it kind of changed your uh, direction and you ended up playing laser quest. Was that your predominant system at that point? Um, that ended up becoming my predominant system. Cause I mean, I love playing ultra zone, but I was never super highly um, competitive in it other than the members nights and stuff. And I think we went, we went up to Richmond a couple times because uh, Rich, the old Richmond late Richmond laser questioner was an ultra zone at one point as well. Very good. Um, so you've been playing for quite a while. Um, were you ever employed at a laser tag center ever? Nope. I'm surprised I didn't, uh, when I was in high school, I didn't do it as a part-time job, but uh, no, I never was. I ask you that because, uh, again, you have such a uh, such a, a fanship for uh, some of these uh, cool systems, and we're going to talk a lot about Laser Quest, but uh, it's interesting how uh, a lot of centers kind of, you know, their, their top players sometimes gravitate into that kind of position. Um, I'd love to know what it was that attracted you to the game in the first place. And what has kept you a loyal advocate for all these many years since, even after your home center closed? Are you talking about like Photon Ultra? Or are you talking? You're talking about Laser Quest. Well, I guess 
laser tag in general for in the general. First part of the question. I mean, what attracted you to that? But let's get into the specifics of uh, of Laser Quest as well. Okay. Well, um, well, what attracted me to it? Because I remember when I was a little kid, um, you know, just going to Photon. My grandmother took me there, and it was just, it was just a lot of fun. It was just, you know, back in the eighties, that was like, oh, high tech lights and you know, laser beam shooting and having packs that go down, and it was just, I don't know, just the whole atmosphere attracted me. The fog machines and everything. Then uh, Ultrazone just attracted me because the second time I played Ultrazone with my friends, I met one of the Virginia Beach members, and I cannot remember his name to save my life. He's like, hey, you're not bad. You should come out and, you know, do some of our member leagues and everything, and you'll get you'll get better and explain this whole competitive thing. And I used to do that, and that really took me over. Uh, Quest, the first time I played Quest, I wasn't really sure of it because I, I played Zone for a few years and really liked Zone, but, you know, the first night i played after the first game i was like man i don't know if i like this i mean i did good i mean i came out top 10 but i was like man it's just it's not ultra zone but then like i came out and i saw the scores and uh at the time i can't remember it was victimizer or professor plum i cannot remember which one had won the game and you had this whole group of people around them just cheering and everything and i'm like if you can do it i can do it you know and uh, i don't know i just got hooked in after i started winning games and just playing and getting to know all the members it's just kind of absorbed me in i guess the best way to say it it has been said some people feel like the first system you ever play is like your first love and nothing can ever compare to that and yet you kind of grew into things after having a couple of experiences so uh you know what makes one kind of really stand apart to you in in your heart as a player over some of the others um I felt like Quest had a more competitive scene than some of the other systems. I know there was a competitive scene like in Zone, but when I got right into Quest, it's like the members' nights, you know, when we had them, in, at least in Virginia Beach, we were averaging between 60 to 90 people a member night. Wow. That is a lot of people. I mean, yes, we had one of the top centers in the country. Um, when it was Ultrazone, Ultrazone was great, but Ultrazone was very clicky, I felt, in Virginia Beach. Like, you had your, like, groups. And granted, you know, Laser Quest has that too, but everybody, I feel like, is more friendlier and the quest scene to a degree than at least at my home when I had the ultra zone center in my area. Okay. So you kind of found your system after, uh, after having a few experiences and uh, I, I love that you still have such enthusiasm about it. You are basically continuing the quest because uh, as, as we know um, the laser quest centers in uh, North America in 2020 uh, the Versant Corporation Laser Quest Centers uh, closed down. And to be clear, your opinions are that of an outside observer, not somebody who was ever involved with yeah. that. Uh, but as an outside observer, I'd love to talk with you a little about, you know, your vantage point as a member of a really devoted Laser Quest community. So what what was it that you really liked about the system and the game experience? What I liked about the system? I don't know. It was just, it was fun. It was competitive. Like, like a lot of the other systems are what I what I always refer to as like accuracy systems. Like you could just sit there, pinpoint, shoot, bam, they're down. Uh, quest you had to work for it. Uh, that's I guess that's what I liked about it. you had to really work for your tag, especially when there was the difference in equipment. So yeah, every system has different equipment, but Quest had a significant difference because the packs broke very easily and weren't always maintained the best by some of the centers. So I like the fact that you had to work for every tag. You had your God packs, you had your, your medium packs, you had your crap packs. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I used to play only crap packs until uh, Kyle moved to VB. And when he moved to VB, he moved me up to a middle tier pack. But I used to love taking like the worst pack in the arena, going on there and winning games or, you know, throwing up scores where people were scoring under 200 points. I thought before 500 score with it. I used to love that. <laughs> that is a really interesting perspective. That's putting a very positive spin on something, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but fair enough. Um, now, Laser Quest, I think, is a really uh, cool system that probably uh, plays very well to people who had more of a vintage experience. Like you came from the world of Photon. So you started with something that might be, uh, I don't want to say uh, comparable to, but uh, compared to like the bells and whistles and all the digital screens that most of the commercial manufacturers are employing. I mean, did you feel, how did you feel like Laser Quest was keeping step? with that or were they even trying do you think i think laser quest was just doing their own thing i mean i really they were intended more focused on like birthday parties and young kids and then not realize it would turn into a competitive sport like it is um you know they're all about the birthday parties they're all about having the kids have a good time you know uh they would take you know oh the birthday kid and they bring them in and they'd have the blower with the toilet paper and spraying them all over them and uh, they, did, they did a good job, I think, when it came to, like, the birthday parties and marking that that area. They also had a really interesting um, business model in that all in North America, all of the Versant Laser Quest uh, locations were corporate-owned, and they were not manufacturing with the primary intent to sell equipment outside the company, which is a very different kind of model than most of the manufacturers. So yeah. like, prior to the pandemic, which is its own whole separate discussion but prior to that point i mean what did you think of this a good idea dated idea was it working um the problem was with laser quest is you had a whole bunch of people that they put in charge of a laser tie company that really didn't know what they were doing uh i, I felt like when after greg thompson retired you saw the shift you, and then when you saw the change in management from like the, the area managers and everything i felt like it wasn't the same yeah it was still fun but look at how many centers closed even before COVID happened. COVID was just the icing and the cake. Um, they weren't getting with the times. And the stuff they were doing were late. They spent all that money on a call center, wasted millions of dollars on a call center. So if I wanted to call Laser Quest Virginia Beach, it put me to this call center up in Canada, which made no sense at all. Uh, that was just horrible, horrible management decisions. Um, you know, centers, like they, you know, Sometimes you got to spend a little money to make money. You know, the, they came, they finally started coming out with new equipment, but they were only put it in, they only put it in uh, Denver, San Jose, San Carlos. Uh, I think Whitby had it, uh, Montreal. And I forgot what the other center was that was new around when Whitby opened it. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it, it, cl- it closed before Whitby did. Uh, but they had these new packs that were incredible. They should have had those packs everywhere because that was i felt like that was one of their big downfalls was the equipment um and just not getting with the times like it would have been great if they i mean if i owned a laser tag center and it's a friday night i would be probably streaming that on my facebook page instagram page webpage hey guys come into laser quest night look at all the people here look at how much fun they're having you know front of the house maybe had a couple shots in the arena i just think things like that really help out Well, I I think that there's a lot of ways that um, operators can reach out to people. And maybe when you've got a corporate-owned situation, you don't have the uh, autonomy to do that type of thing. Um, But 
you know, certainly it sounds like you were really observing things that were happening in the final years of, of LaserQuest in North America prior to the pandemic, but the pandemic perhaps was the nail in the coffin at that point. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, a lot of leases were coming up too, and centers that were underperforming. I, I, I get, I get closing or underperforming centers, but when you don't do anything to try to generate business for that center by not investing in the center, investing in advertising, it's only so much of a word of mouth is can go. I mean, small family business owner, we celebrated being in business a hundred years last year. Half of our business is word of mouth, half of it's advertising. You have to advertise to some degree. I mean, hell, even going to all the schools, like, oh, we have the honor roll kids. Like, oh, let's 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 do a free day of hey, inviting all the elementary schools and have an elementary school competition with all the honor roll students to see who's the best. And you know, yes, you're spending money by getting them to come into Laser Quest to do that, but the longevity is probably half of them are probably going to come back another time and play. Easy money. Your enthusiasm yeah. overall has been very positive, as has the LaserQuest uh, player community that, you know, even though we're several years down the road since uh, the sites in North America closed, and yet there's a lot of enthusiasm for, um, you know, the uh, the idea of it and the idea of um, maintaining that, uh, that community connection. And so when, when your home system goes away, how does that affect the laser tag community? How did you see uh, the other laser quest players in your circle kind of responding to that? Um, I mean, it's hard. It's depressing. It's sad. Um, I remember, um, I forgot what year a knack it was, but I remember what Appleton, uh, which was in Wisconsin. I felt bad for those guys. Cause those guys, I, I think their center closed right after regional. So they didn't get no practice for knack or anything. And I knew that was depressing for them to go to knack and lose their center. I mean, everybody, everybody hates losing their center. I mean, I, I hated losing laser quest, Virginia beach. Um, I mean, if, if I would have known that the guy who uh, owned the property, you know, was going to, uh, uh, was was going to uh, auction everything off i would have said hey like how much do you want to try to rerun the center here and have something else come in but i mean he i think he was ready to get out of out of that for the location itself but it's it's sad i mean you know everybody handles it differently um but i but i mean it's hard when you when you put a lot of time into a place i mean i played laser quest in my center from 2001 till I think I walked, I walked away for like three years. So like to like 2011 or 2012, then I took like a three-year hiatus and then I got back into playing thanks to uh, Justin uh, hot dice uh, kind of got me back into it by hitting me up to do a tournament. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's, it's sad because you put a lot of time, a lot of money into it. You made a lot of friendship and bonds that'll last you forever. There's, I guess there's no real right or wrong answer for how people feel because everybody takes it differently. Well, absolutely. And I think anybody who has lost their home center, regardless of system, knows that feeling of, you know, that's like a, a piece of you that uh, that goes away. And then you have to decide, well, am I going to pursue the next thing? If I am a laser tag player, does that mean that I move on to a different system and develop a, a new favorite? Um, so I'd love to know, how did you yourself adapt once your primary system was no longer an option to play what did you move on to as a laser tag player um well i mean you know i go up to mission uh rva and i play up there sometimes which is a lot of fun or if i'm traveling i'll stop and play a random laser tag because at the end of the day no matter what laser tag is laser tag everybody has their clicks so well 
I'm, I love Ultra Zone. I'm not playing anything else. Or I'm a Storm player. I don't like any other systems. At the end of the day, if your Storm Center closed and you went somewhere else that wasn't too far away to play, you're going to enjoy it regardless. Of, it might be frustrating because you might not be nearly as good as you were in the other system, but at the end of the day, you're still going to enjoy it. Well, and, you know, you make a point with, um, so uh, Mission Laser stepping into a couple of those uh, previously Laser Quest arenas. A good number of these arenas have been purchased and reopened as new businesses with other laser tag systems. So what's your impression about how the loss of Laser Quest has then just kind of opened doors to other things? Um, Like, I hope it's, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, like some people are coming in with different systems, like you have Laser Max op opening up in a lot of the old Laser Quest centers around the country. Um, you have some people that are going in there too. Like the biggest thing that worries me is people going into a laser, in a, into a, you know, taking advantage of Laser Quest going to business, going there, reopening a system is hopefully they know what they're doing at the end of the day. That's the big thing. So it's just a matter of you have to care about it. Cause some people I feel like want to just do it just to make money. Um, years ago in Virginia Beach, there we you know we had Laser Quest. Next door was um, you know where they do the big uh, bounce bounce houses. Mm -hmm. Well, the people left next door from Laser Quest and went like two miles down the road and opened up a laser tag center, which um, it was a really weird system. I, f I forgot what it was called. Travis would know, and Travis, myself, and Ryan, uh, known as Kyle, we went and played and. You know, you could tell like the people did not really care about running. It just sounded like, hey, Laser Quest is making a lot of money. Let me see if I can make money doing this. But, you know, like the maze was horrible. The maze was definitely a safety hazard. Like people, they built a ramp up probably four feet, five feet, had no railings. All you needed was somebody to fall off of there and there's a lawsuit. <laughs> Well, you definitely need somebody who knows what they're doing and who has a passion for it. What do you think is the secret sauce that really makes a good quality laser tag attraction? Um, having a good arena, I think, is one thing. Having good equipment, you know, making sure like, hey, like if that kid comes in, like it's going to have a birthday party. You want to make sure like he's tagging stuff. He's not going to go negative 500 or anything like that. Um, the overall feel, like I feel like, like... You could tell by some the way some of the, the centers were run, and it's like it's a job. I'm there. I'm working McDonald's. I'm making minimal wage, and I just don't care. You can just you can see that in some of the centers that people just didn't care, didn't have the enthusiasm. And sometimes that can be blamed on members as well because I know us members can be uh, a nuisance or a pain in the butt as well. So you could put probably half the blame on probably members, and then the other half on just the kids just not caring it's just a job what do you think makes it what do you think takes it to a step up for that kid who's got their first time job what do you think really helps to get a kid to the point of being an exceptional employee motivation just getting them motivated and staying positive like hey like great job this year here's whatever you know just doing different team building exercises i feel like really helps out Absolutely. Well, now, Laser Quest is now sort of falling into the realm of what I'd call a legacy system. And sometimes, similar to other uh, legacy systems, there's always hope for the system to somewhere, somehow have a second life. Do you have any thoughts about that? 
Um, I think there are things that are in the works that uh, we are not fully aware of yet, um, just from what I have seen. I know, like in Laser Quest Great Britain, there is a lot of franchises over there. And I wouldn't be surprised in the next few years if we started seeing some franchises pop up over here. Granted, I don't think we'll see the name Laser Quest anymore, but I think we'll see some of the Laser Quest equipment coming back, possibly. Maybe. We'll, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of different things and rumors going around, but I mean, right now the only laser quest in North America is with the name is in uh, Tijuana. And then you have a center in, I forgot what it's called in Canada, Ohio, which used to be a laser quest, but they're running the laser quest equipment under a different name. Yes. Laser zone in Canton. La laser zone. Yeah. But I think there's a good chance and good possibility in, you know, in a few years, maybe a little bit longer, could be a little bit quicker that you might see that rekindle coming back in, into north america at least hoping fingers crossed <laughs> well time will tell but it would be uh, lovely to have a, an outlet for the laser quest fandom to continue on and certainly like i say you're continuing the quest by just uh being an enthusiastic advocate for uh, laser tag in all forms and uh you've certainly done this over the, the years by both coordinating and playing in tournaments. So now's the point where I'd love to hear some Lucian stories. And I'd love to know what's the most unbelievable thing that has ever happened to you or your team in a laser tag tournament or event. Ooh. <laughs> um, well, I remember my first like big, tournament i went to regionals was fun my first regionals was a lot of fun in richmond uh that was just a lot of fun meeting a lot of different quest players from the east region but like the first crazy thing that ever happened to me was in uh knack in 2000 yeah 2002 we were in norwich and um there's these guys from appleton walking around with video recorders uh, i believe it was uh, josh antlu and uh sean known as cougar and i remember them walking into the room with a video camera and they go hey you see that guy over there and i'm just laying in bed like what's going on guys and all of a sudden uh cougar runs and elbow drops me in the middle of nowhere <laughs> well there's definitely been some crazy th really crazy things what happened um but i mean i mean we've had you know uh down to Gwinnett one year and that was for Nat 2007 I believe that was uh my car threw a head gasket didn't have a car had to had to convince my parents to drive down from to Georgia from Virginia which is a nine hour drive and come pick up my car and drive it back for me towing it oh wow I'm sure they love that phone call <laughs> they actually yeah well they didn't mind they were actually getting ready to head somewhere anyway so that gave them an excuse to drive somewhere because they wanted to leave for a couple days. So, I mean, I was really appreciative of that, but you know, we've, we've, I mean, we've had our crazy experience. Most of it's just like drinking, hanging out, goofing off. Boy, you, you open up a can of worms when I, when you ask about crazy experiences, but let me ask you instead about craziest arena that you've ever played. Any, any really memorable ones? Or just, I mean, I love, I mean, I love my own center. Virginia beach was a very unique maze because it wasn't your normal laser quest arena. Um, Yes, and I remember going down to that one, and that's one that had previously been the Ultra Zone, right? Correct. Yes, mm -hmm. I mean, I loved, I loved our arena. It was very unique compared to your normal Laser Quest. Um, I really loved San Carlos in California. That was a fun arena. Uh, Mississauga as well, always a classic Hoffman Estates. Um, there was, I cannot remember where we played it. We, I, Travis and I were driving back from a Laser Quest tournament one time. And, 
we always used to stop off at different laser tag sites on the way back and play games. And there was this one, I cannot, I want to say it was somewhere in Pennsylvania, but that was a really fun arena. That one always stands out to me. I want to say it was a dark like arena and it was just, it was a blast playing that arena. Oh, very cool. A lot of crazy stories, a lot of really unique arenas out there and uh, a lot of characters in laser tag. So I'd love to know what's the most absurd thing that you can remember somebody saying or doing at laser tag. We've, we've had our hotel stories, but like in the arena, anything really crazy come to mind? So uh, being in England for the uh, European laser quest championship in 2019, and watching the Jaeger King, Travis, <laughs> walk out of the arena after we get done playing, walks up right to the bar in the center and doing four shots of Jaeger bombs back to back to back to back. <laughs> That's probably the craziest thing I've seen. And <laughs> just goes back in, plays another game, walks back out, does the same thing again. I don't know where he puts it. <laughs> oh, goodness. He, uh, yeah. yeah, he gives us some good stories. Hi, Travis. Oh, oh he does. <laughs> All right. How about any boy that couldn't happen again if we tried stories? Boy, anything that we could try that. Okay. Uh, so I remember one year we were down in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Laser Quest in Charlotte, the original location. Um, they was a tournament called VDM, which was Valentine's. At the time, it was called Valentine's Day Massacre. When Quest got culturally aware they changed it to mayhem it will always be massacre to me um so and they changed all that because of 9 11 um we had everybody packed in my mom's van we had we probably i don't know how many people we had in there like 14 15 people when this van's only designed for probably like five or uh, for like six or seven and we decided to do a u-turn in it <laughs> and the van went like this on the side and it went back down we probably could never do that again if we tried i'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh, maybe you don't try that again <laughs> yeah and then uh that and then one time years ago we went to the downtown richmond center when richmond used to have two centers uh onyx uh sean was with me and we were driving back from doing the member the members lock-in that night so it's like six seven o'clock in the morning we get on the interstate from from shoko bottom in downtown richmond get right on 64 and typically it's about an hour 15 hour 20 minutes once we get on the interstate to my house uh we did it in a very absurd amount of time like 40 45 minutes we i have never driven that fast in my life I guess it's maybe a good thing that most of your crazy stories had to do with things that happened outside the arena. And maybe the games were just kind of your uh, your place to unwind from those experiences. Yeah, I mean, we've I mean, we've had a couple things happen inside the arena, but I would say nothing really crazy. I mean, I remember one year we were playing against a team in NAC, and I'm not going to bring up the name of the team because I just I don't believe in bringing up old bad blood or anything. But I remember being in there. And we we are actually on the worst set because in Laser Quest you had you know you always had your good set your medium set and your bad set no matter how evenly they got the packs there was always one that was a little bit better and one was a little bit worse well we were on I believe we were either on the middle of the worst set and we're playing against a team who is definitely have a good shot at winning the whole thing that year and I remember we're just sitting there all beating their butts and one of their player just yells out step up your cheating we cannot lose this game. 
I was just <laughs> dumbfounded by that. I had, and one of the players that I was playing against, I'd never seen cheat in my life. And I called him out. I was like, dude, I've never seen you cheat. Like I just lost all respect to you. And I turned and I walked away from him. I mean, I've seen stuff like that. Um, Okay, I'm going to flip this around to a more positive spin now and yeah. let's talk about um, some of your best memories. Like, what do you remember about the last time you got to play your Laser Quest site? I mean, nobody knew that it was going to be the last day. I think wherever you were, uh, you know, you, you don't know when it's going to be your last time. But do you have any memories of that? And My home center? My home center? Mm-hmm. So the last time I played my home center... Um, Capri Sun came up from Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, Jay, known as Jigga, he was originally from Rochester, New York, actually one of Kyle's original teammates. He had moved down to South Carolina, and we, Travis was running his solo tournament in Richmond, too. So they came up, and that was the last time I actually played the Virginia Beach Center because I had a hard time playing my center just because the equipment was never maintained properly i mean when you have to take a gun you have to bend it up like this just to tag somebody straight on that says something so that was a lot played and i played against them too and i had a blast running around that arena playing with them that's my last memory of that center and that was my first time since in a while since having played it so because I was, I always played at other centers more than I did that. I mean, Gwinnett is in Atlanta, and I played Gwinnett more than I had played Virginia Beach <laughs> in <and> that year. <laughs> I, I think that those final experiences are are something to kind of look back with, uh, like a real sweet nostalgia. Because none of us knew. I remember I was actually playing in a fundraiser event at Laser Quest Phoenix the mm. night before the call when. The pandemic was just hitting and everything, yeah. everything in the world closed down at that point. And we didn't know it then. But I look back at those those last few games and the uh, the uh, warm, fuzzy experiences of being at that uh, place in that time. And uh, so you've got to look back with some nostalgia and um, and those happy memories are definitely uh, worth savoring. So what what is your very best laser tag memory at any center? Um, I mean, I always had fun running. I mean, and running in the Virginia Beach tournaments were always a lot of fun. Um, always had a blast. Some of my favorite times were running tournaments itself. Uh, running the last Vegas tournament, that was an absolute blast. I mean, Le Vegas itself was its own legacy for running tournaments. I think that center run ran a tournament almost every year, but one or two. Um, for quest and i mean just the names and the talent it brought from all around the world i mean you had trixie from england come you had uh spider come from france and kamikaze cam from france and you had everybody from north america that came out for that tournament that was always one of the biggest drawing tournaments they had every year besides hoffman hoffman had a good draw but vegas always brought everybody that was a lot of fun to run the last vegas tournament um and that was also my test run for running the world laser quest championship in san jose which was probably one of my biggest highlights is running that i didn't play well I, let me rephrase it i did sub into a couple teams two teams just to play in it but just having so much fun running the tournaments and just having everybody have a good time and you know i didn't really break even when i ran world the worlds because it cost me a little bit more money after doing the trophies and everything else but 
the laser quest community came together and they were all trying to give me money like extra money like pitching in and everything and that was very appreciative i didn't mind taking a loss on it that was i was happy with taking a loss for it but just that meant the world to me so that's probably another great memory is having them go around trying to do a collections for me and want to make sure that i made out which i ended up breaking even i was happy with that but them just trying to make more money for my time and effort on it just was awesome i mean words can't be spoken more about that <laughs> were the tournaments always run by the player community or did laser quest corporate have a hand in any tournaments at any point uh, so so laser quest corporate used to have some of their own tournaments that they ran uh, besides they had you know they had knack the north american challenge um they had vdm which was corporate run um they had they had the best of the rest which was corporate run as well that was like for the people who did not make region did not make nationals they had this little side tournament that they did for a few years i believe vegas for a couple of times was corporate run um there's one other tournament and i just can't think of what it was that was corporate run but it wasn't a lot of corporate runs it was mostly like members like i know when M michigan had their four centers i know like in michigan they had like a tournament almost every weekend or every other weekend for like years on years at end <laughs> Well, it sounds like a lot of people really put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to make those awesome experiences that you can look back on today. To your mind, what makes a laser tag experience truly worthwhile to you? What makes it truly worthwhile? The people. Hands down, the people. Just having people that just talk and hang out and, you know, you sit there and talk trash online the whole time and you get there and, you know, you play your games, but still everybody's cordial and friendly to each other sometimes people are giving tips to others um i remember you know denver the last denver tournament i went to that was a blast um that was a lot of fun it was a like a knack style eight-man tournament i remember these guys from uh they were north of denver um i think that's where you ran the fundraiser at um when you were there when i met up with you in denver at us Sam's number three. You went up there for a fundraiser tournament or something that you were doing. Oh, Loveland, 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 and those guys oh, came yes, down. Yes, when I was doing a tag for a cause in Loveland. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. and those guys came down and just you know they never really had played Laser Quest before and just you know being able to go up to them and give them points and tips. And they said, hey, if you ever come up to Loveland, like we'll be happy you know to teach you how to play our system too. I thought that was really cool. Those guys were really nice. Absolutely. Well, a lot of great memories, and I appreciate you taking uh, some time to share some stories about all of your laser tag experiences, and especially, you know, your vantage point as an enthusiast of Laser Quest. And I'd love to end this with a little bit of rapid fire tag talk, some quick questions at you and some quick answers back. You game? Okay. Yeah, right. sure. Why not? All right. Easy one to start. Favorite laser tag system of all time? Uh, laser Quest. Figured you'd say that. Mm -hmm. What about your favorite arena? Uh, it's gonna have to go with my home center, Virginia Beach. Uh, but if I if but if I don't have to go with my home center, I would say Mississauga. Okay. Coolest person that you've ever met through Laser Tag. I have met a lot of cool people. I can't really say one particular, but I would say probably all my Virginia Beach guys, hands down. Uh, Ouija, Russ, uh, Travis, uh, Capri Sun action i mean I've, I've met so many great people it's really hard for me to just pick one person over the rest 
Okay, that's fair enough. Coolest place that you've ever visited because of laser tag? Oh, man, I've been visiting a lot. Uh, England was definitely a blast. <laughs> Favorite prize or souvenir? Favorite prize or souvenir? Um, yeah, trophies, I guess, are some of the best souvenirs I have from Quest. <laughs> I'm going to pause here and break from Rapid Fire Tag Talk because I want to ask... What was up with the wrestling style belt trophies that I, was that something that was just you guys in Virginia or what's the story behind this? Uh, so that was for Travis's solo tournament that he did. So he would just give, you know, the champion would get their own belt. So I have, I have one of those, which I beat the crap out of Capri Sun <laughs> that did that tournament. So <laughs> sorry, Ray, love you, but I did. Uh, but no, that's a really, that was actually probably one of my favorite one one it was a solo tournament it was all about me playing individually and just winning that belt was a lot of fun <laughs> okay i smile whenever i see pictures of somebody yeah you know, with the wwf looking kind of belt going on for laser yeah tag. all right back to our regularly scheduled program uh favorite snack at the concession stand favorite snack it's more of just going up there again a gatorade was probably my favorite thing just because i needed to rehydrate gatorade or water it was always those two favorite brand of running or we never run in the arena shoes <laughs> oh man i wore a lot of different shoes over the years um you know i don't have to say i'll go with my sas shoes because they're extremely comfortable those are new balance those two very good. And you run a shoe store, so I guess you would know the, the best things to be running around. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And favorite team name for a team you've played on? Uh, favorite team name? Uh, I would just say Virginia's for Lovers because that was always our inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> We'd wear them because, you know, if you ever visit Virginia Beach down at the ocean front, they sell these Virginia for Lovers shirts. That's yeah. probably my favorite is just the Virginia's for lovers. Cause that was just always hilarious. Uh, funny, funny thing is uh, one year uh, when victimizer was playing with us before he moved to Richmond to go to VCU and ended up playing with them. Uh, Steve went to the ocean front. We, we all bought Virginia's for lovers teachers, but he was going around buying like the Virginia's for lovers thongs and he was passing them out to people. <laughs> hey, you get one of these, you get one of these great play. It was just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, I think what a place to end. So I'd like to thank my guest, Lucian Montagna, for joining me today on some laser unfocused tag talk. Thank you so much, Lucian. This was great. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for checking out this episode of Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Listen for more episodes on the first and third Friday of each month. Want to be a guest on an upcoming episode? Find out more and follow my blog and website at tibiachicklovesLaserTag.com.